Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Hey, this is Megan and Stacy. Welcome to another installment of What We're Cooking and Eating Now. In this series, we each share three meals that we've recently fed our own families. We share recipe links in a document that we share and update every single time we publish one of these episodes in our free community. So you just go to the free community. Once you join, look for the pinned post, and then you'll get all the recipes. You can turn these six ideas into a meal plan for next week. It's done for you. Or you can even find other meal ideas in our weekly meal planning thread. Basically, you want to be in our free community. That's the upshot there. Speaking of meal planning, this month we launched our audio course, Meal Planning for Everyone. This self-guided audio course will help anyone set up a meal planning system that works for their family, cooking style, and so much more. You know, Megan, one second to linger here because we've been getting so much feedback. I'm not crazy. Literally, as I'm sitting here and recording with you, I just got a text from a friend of mine who was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, is it worth it, Billis? And I was really honest with her the way we are with our audience and our community when they've asked us questions in our DMs on boards. And like, we only want people to invest in it if we think it's going to make a difference in our life, right? So asked her a bunch of questions and I was like, I think you'll like it. And already got a text, just started obsessed. There we go. Okay. There's nothing else left to say except for visit didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash meal planning for everyone. So you can also be obsessed. Yes. Be obsessed with our meal planning course. Okay. Megan, what have you been cooking this week? So many good things. I feel like I've like had a little hot Are you in a groove? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been like, ah, it's nuggets. Which doesn't mean that everyone's loving it or that I'm not like kind of Venn diagramming the things that I'm choosing to cook. The very first thing I want to share, I feel like you are going to find to be like a little bit funny in the end. It is this sesame ginger chicken salad from Spoon Fork Bacon, which I feel like I've shared a couple of their recipes in this year's. What we're cooking and eating now is like there was... um. 
like a honey garlic chicken that I made that I mentioned. I think you know what it me- means? You know what it means? What does it mean? It means you're limiting your recipe sources, which is one of our hot tips for meal planning for everyone. Yeah, you do learn a lot by doing yes, that. And like totally. beat the overwhelm. And maybe that's why I feel like I'm on a hot streak because I'm not like spending a lot of mental energy coming up with ideas. And I'm still getting to try new things and be inspired by them. I will be honest, though, that it's their Instagram that is the draw for me. Like, I look at their Instagram. They're both food stylists originally, and now they're they're partners like you and I. Like, they have different work outside of Spoon Fork Bacon, but they come together to make these recipes together. And every single one of them just looks so beautiful. They're one of my longtime follows. Like, yes. I love them so much, Terry and Jenny. Yes. So on the onset, this could be like an easy dish, right? Like you cook quinoa and you make it crispy by like frying it a little bit. And then you also fry some wonton strips. And then the rest of it is like finely shredded green cabbage and romaine lettuce. And you're using a rotisserie chicken and cutting up some radishes. And maybe you're adding some avocado, which actually isn't on the recipe instructions, but I feel like it's in the photo and on Instagram. So I did buy it. And then you make this like really yummy sesame ginger salad dressing. So it is like a little bit more effort, I think, than a regular weeknight meal for me. But I was so excited to eat it. I was like, okay, the chopping is fine. Like I can handle all of that. I'll make a little quinoa in advance to be able to do this. And then when I was making it, I was like, okay, this is actually like a little bit more work. And then (laughs) when I was eating it, I was like, this is really good. Like I do enjoy the extra effort of the crispy quinoa and the fried wonton strips. But do you know what this is? This is is essentially our ramen salad. Just more high effort. Like I could have (laughs) skipped the crispy wontons and the crispy quinoa and just crunched up the ramen. Like our sesame ginger recipe or our dressing recipe for that recipe is really good. Maybe theirs has a little bit more ginger in it, but like I would have been just as satisfied by making that recipe instead. And then I was just kicking myself because I was like, my kids would have enjoyed it more. I would have put in less less effort. It was good. I could have made their dressing recipe and then just use the base of our recipe and like split the difference. And it would have been so worthwhile. And I think that it's worth people looking at both recipes because they have avocado and almonds. We stick to broccoli because it's just affordable, hefty, and it made it feel like nice and dinnery. You know, broccoli and chicken, it just works for families, a lot of families. But I love the idea of kind of mixing them up. Maybe, you know, ramen, our dressing with a little bit more ginger then add almonds inspired by them or radish inspired by them. I love that idea. Crisping quinoa, like that's the thing. I mean, I get it and I bet it was delicious and added a great texture. That does feel like an extra step for weeknight cooking. Yeah, it definitely was. And so I fully wanted to say that out loud. Like, okay, okay, I was inspired by this, but I think you should check out our recipe instead. Great. I said it. Sorry, Terry and Jenny. I love you. Okay. Next on my list, oh, it was kind of a didn't I just feed you week, actually, because I made our chicken biscuit pot pie, which is in our recipe archive. 
it was like kind of it was super rainy this week. And so it was just and we had some leftover chicken. And so I was like, I'm going to make this comfort meal, which it is exactly what it sounds like. You can cook chicken or you can take leftover chicken. You cook it with like some carrots and peas and you make a gravy and then you can either use canned biscuits or we have two biscuit recipes in our recipe archive, a quick weeknight biscuit recipe, which is really great because it's kind of like one bowl drop biscuits. Or we also have my updated Southern biscuit recipe, which is what I made because I can make them very quickly. But man, also, we this have is... sprinkle biscuits. I need to tell you that. <laughs> but that's unrelated. More. You're not going to put sprinkle biscuits no. on top of your chicken but pot we pie. Have, we do have three biscuit recipes. <laughs> Which I love. It makes me happy. Yes. So just a huge hit. And I sometimes worry that like the pot pie, the kids won't love because it's kind of like soup, soup adjacent and the biscuit gets like so tender and almost dumpling like on the bottom of it. But both kids ate it up. I think it just hit in that like it's still winter, cold, wet and rainy dinner. Yes, I love that. That was it, like a one pot. That was it. It has I got it has chicken, protein, it has veg, yeah. uh, starchy carb, and Love it was it. good. There were no leftovers, also. Yeah, I want to say, which is both a good and bad thing. Okay, and then the other thing was also inspired by didn't I just feed you? I used our carnitas recipe to make a big batch of pulled pork, which we had as like quesadillas one night but we also had it as like barbecue chicken sandwiches so i bought some store-bought barbecue sauce and like tossed the shredded pork in that and then in the meal plan for everyone early bird package there was this meal plan where we also shared a like super easy coleslaw and so i made that for topping it and i did do potato wedges like roasted potato wedges almost like steak fries for aside for the kids because they're not really into coleslaw but that was also a huge hit and i'm so glad so thankful to sunday megan who was like oh i'm gonna do a big batch of pulled pork because it has made many meals this week this episode of didn't i just feed you is brought to you by monocora honey Monocora makes Manuka honey, a single-origin honey that comes from New Zealand, where the bees only feed on the nectar of the Manuka tea tree, making honey that is pure, rich, and complex with a creamier texture that's unlike anything you've had before. And that's coming from our resident Greek girl who's obsessed with honey. It's true. I grew up with a yaya, which is what we call our grandmas, who taught me that quality honey is a superfood. And it doesn't get more super than Manuka honey, which is rich in antioxidants and prebiotics, three times more compared to regular honey. It also contains an antibacterial compound called MGO that can be found exclusively in Manuka honey. These nutrients are said to support your optimal immune and digestive health. But most importantly, Manukura is delicious. Their best-selling MGO 850-plus Manuka honey has a creamy caramel texture that melts in your mouth. I must admit that I eat it by the spoonful, but you can use it any way that you use other honey, from baking to drizzling on oatmeal or spreading on toast to stirring into your tea. If you head to monocora.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, you can get $25 off their starter kit, which comes with the MGO 850 plus Manuka honey, a guidebook, a free wooden spoon, and a free travel pack of honey sticks, which are a perfect on-the-go energy boost, especially during cold season. That's Manukora, 
M-A-N-U-K-O-R-A.com slash D-I-J-F-Y to get $25 off your starter kit. Indulge and try some Honey with Superpowers from Manukora. 2024 is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinnertime overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost-effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter ButcherBox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm, be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, Discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Hey, I'm Gwena Lathlin, but you probably know me as Mama Cusses on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm Tori Phantom, also known as Tori Phantom on TikTok and Instagram. And we want to tell you about our brand new podcast, Childproof, from Betches Media. Parenting is hard, but it's even harder when you feel alone. That's why we created Childproof, a parenting chat show for when you're craving adult conversation and are surrounded by tiny humans. And on Childproof, we'll try to figure out the do's, don'ts, and what ifs of modern parenthood. We have been friends for years, so we want to use this show as an opportunity to compare notes, share stories, and grow as parents at the same time. So tune in every Wednesday as we share our experiences through a mix of one-on-one conversations, guest appearances, and input from you, our listeners. That's right. You, you personally, where you are right now, you can be a listener. Subscribe right now wherever you're listening. That's Childproof from Betches Media. And you know what's crazy? Barbecue chicken sliders were on my list this week using the slaw that we developed for that freebie, too, for that meal plan, that back pocket meal plan. Yeah. So did you make that this week or have you I not did. made it yet? Okay. No, I and did. how did it go? I made it. It was great. It was so easy. So uh, I got chicken thighs and I just threw them in the Instant Pot with a little bit of barbecue sauce and a little bit of broth for cooking purposes. Pulled it out. I actually made that on Super Bowl Sunday just to like have. And then the day that I we ate it up, I like pulled it out, 
tossed it with store-bought barbecue sauce just to coat it and make it like really, you know, when it comes out of the Instant Pot, even if it's cooked in barbecue sauce, all of the liquid that releases from the chicken, it doesn't really coat. It keeps the chicken moist, but it doesn't coat it with like a nice thick coating of BBQ sauce. So I tossed it in more barbecue sauce. I took Hawaiian rolls, you know, cut it down the middle like the whole tray of them, not individual ones. I laid down some pepper jack, piled the barbecue chicken on top, wrapped that whole thing in aluminum foil and put it in the oven. And while that warmed up, I made a quick slaw with some a bag of pre-made slaw mix and our very simple, easy slaw dressing. And then we put that on top. And it was delicious. Also cooked it with, uh, I had some potatoes from actually like, a couple of weeks ago, to be completely honest, baby <laughs> potatoes yeah. that were still good because they were in the coldest part of the fridge. They were surviving, but I was like, time to, I wanted to do sweet potato wedges, but since I had those baby potatoes, I just roasted them up with garlic and smashed them a little bit and just had roasted potatoes on the side. Very similar dinner. I know we're like in the same, on the same wavelength and I love it. Also, shout out to sliders. I don't think I do that enough. And my kids love Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. So I'm going to put that on the meal plan for next week. Okay, what yeah. else did you cook this week after your sliders? So a Japanese curry with a simple like sushi shop style salad that just had crunchy romaine, some avocado, have cherry tomatoes and cucumber. And I made Eric Kim's carrot ginger dressing on the New York Times because I've made it before and it's a winner. It's so good. It's so easy. Just everything in a blender. Love it. And the Japanese curry, not a particular recipe. I had some big carrots that were going to go bad. I had some potatoes, just cut those into big chunks had chicken, and then I used golden curry, curry blocks, the mild. And, uh, you know, you just follow the directions on the curry package Could you sauce. summarize what the difference is between a Japanese curry and, like, an Indian curry flavor-wise so people might know what to expect if they grab one of the packets? That's a great question, and it's a hard answer. Uh, I think of Japanese yellow curry as being a little less spice forward. I mean, it's a curry, so it's a spice mix, right? But it isn't, uh, like, it does have turmeric, I believe. I'm not, I mean, to be honest, I don't know, like, the breakdown of a classic Japanese curry spice blend versus an Indian, but there wouldn't be, like, cardamom. There wouldn't be clove. It's not as ginger forward. It's just kind of like, think of curry, but a little less, like, spice forward, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that's a perfect summary of it. And I think that that positioning it that way might like encourage Emmett to try it. Yeah. Right. Like not as spicy and that it's like Japanese because he's very interested in Japanese culture. So that's part of why I was asking. Yeah, totally. I do think it is a nice entree into curries. Yes. You know, and then and then if you like Japanese curry or that sounds a little mild for your taste, you can golden curry also has uh, Japanese curry in medium and hot spice levels. So there are options and we'll put a link to our Amazon storefront. Nice. Um, but that's always like a winning dinner for us. And just you did you say over rice? That's the story. Yes. Yeah. OK. Over rice. OK. And my last dinner is a dinner for me that nobody freaking liked. <laughs> And I was really annoyed by it. I'm laughing, but I love you. 
I love you for having the courage to do that and to talk yeah. about it here. So the, Mike liked it. The kids are like, WTF? Like they cannot deal. So I was prepared for this. So I will say that I kind of knew what was going to happen. I've mentioned this dish before. When I traveled to Ikaria in Greece, I learned about a dish that I believe is regional, certainly not from the part of Greece that my family is from. Actually, my family is from two different parts of Greece, but it wasn't a dish I was familiar with. It's called soufiko, and it's basically a Greek-style ratatouille. But the way I learned to make it when I went to Ikaria was by baking it. So basically, I used the convection function on my oven, and I, you know, slice vegetables into, you know, maybe half inch thick slices. Eggplant is always a part of it, but I'll talk about the variety of vegetables in a second. And then I just salt, pepper, olive oil, get them nice and like toasty. You want them to be tender but crispy around the edges. And potato is also always a part of it. And then you, in the meantime, make a very simple tomato sauce. This sounds hard. It's really not. You can use crushed tomatoes from a can, but this works even in the winter. Just grate some fresh tomatoes. Uh, Just take a box grater and grate them. The skin will just, that's what you'll end up with. And you'll just end up with the pulp of the tomato, a ton of olive oil, the tomato pulp, If you do grate it, but let's say it's winter and the tomatoes aren't giving you quite as much flesh and puree as you need, you can augment that with tomato puree or a can of crushed tomatoes. But basically, it's just a lot of olive oil, leeks, onion, and then the tomatoes. And I already talked about those. And you just like cook it down, not even a very long time. Salt until it tastes delicious and really, really simple and has the essence of tomato. And then you take a baking dish, you put the sauce down, like a lasagna, you put a little bit on the bottom, then you put a layer of the cooked potatoes, sliced potatoes, then a little more sauce, a layer of the cooked eggplant, a layer of sauce. This time I did roasted red peppers because it's winter. In the summer, I would include zucchini for sure. This one was just potato, eggplant, and pepper. And then you layer it up again, potato, sauce, eggplant, sauce, etc. And then you bake it. So it cooks a little bit more, especially with the tomato sauce. And that's it. Like you cut it up as you would a lasagna. I had crusty bread. I had a bunch of olives, some feta cheese. That was dinner. But we I feel like you delish. Yeah. And I feel like you've made it like you made it in the summer. I did, or not but I was as a summer. Side. Yeah. I in like I September. was ballsy and I tried to serve it as dinner, just vegetables. What kind of nerve do I have putting a vegetable casserole in front of these children? I kind of knew. So what I did was I left some of the sauce on the side. Okay. And I cooked a box of orzo in it. There we go. Like last minute. No, I knew. I knew. While it baked, I cooked the orzo. Like I was intentional about it. But it did give me the idea that every time I make sufiko, I should make extra of this sauce. And like, what a great way to use it up, like yes. to cook the orzo in it. It's almost like an orzo risotto style. I had to add a little bit of broth to have enough cooking liquid. But then it was like this very flavorful, like tomato orzo dish that had a lot of leeks and onions in it, finished with a little bit more olive oil, and they mostly ate orzo. But they ate. 
and bread. Orzo and bread. Orzo and bread. Good for them. And also good for you. Mike and I loved it. Of course, we couldn't eat the whole thing and the kids barely ate any of the sufiko. It's the kind of dish that's great the next day or two days later. So Mike and I ate the whole thing leftovers for lunch. Amazing. A little gift for your future self. Delicious. And that is what we cooked. A whole lot of winners and one dud in my house. But like, just like how is <laughs> a dud? I know. No. If, if, two, if half of you enjoyed it and there were leftovers, I feel like that's a win. Maybe you're not going to put it on your like dinner winner list, but... I do for me. I, it does start to feel more and more different as my kids are older. That like it's I just like being really clear about it because I know that like when my kids were even 10 and 11, it's not something I would have done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just is more trouble than it's worth. And I also would have cared more about what they ate. Now I'm like, you know what? You're nearly adults. Go do what you want. Like, I I cooked you a really good dinner. It's healthy. It's delicious. Eat it or go. Go, child. All right. That's my attitude. Let's go on to our community. community. Yeah, you guys, don't forget that any products we mention, ingredients, recipes, we added to our list. It's pinned in a post in our free community. All you have to do to join us there is share your email, which we never share with anyone. So what are you waiting for? Go on to denitisvideo.com backslash community. And hey, don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we are at denitisvideo. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed. 